It's Tuesday, 13th of August, and it's time to get your grin on with the Greencast, your fortnightly podcast about gaming. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me is Goza Goz. Konnichiwa! How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. That's what we like to hear, and you'd probably say that even if you weren't okay. Like me. But we're here to talk about gaming, so gaming we shall discuss. What have you been up to this past week, Goes? Well, I, I checked on uh, one early access game that I got earlier this this year that I think I talked about before, Sons of Aura, or Aura, I don't know. It, it's, kind, it's kind of like a Souls-like, but it's top-down... Uh, and it's not as, I don't know, it's not as gritty as a Dark Souls game. Uh, and you get on a ship. Uh, the, the whole game happens in a world that's covered by sand and there are little islands here and there. And you go on to a ship or a skiff or whatever and you go to different islands and you explore them. It's it's uh, it's still I think early in early access. Like there's still a bunch of stuff to do, but it's uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. It's pretty mm, pretty minimal, like uh, not not super complex. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you don't like Souls likes, it's not. Like, it's basically that, but it's not as uh, punishing or whatever. You can just kind of upgrade your items and you'll be fine. You can take plenty of damage. No need to get good. No. It's, it's more like, because, of the t- because it's top-down and the camera is pretty far away, it's, it plays more like a Diablo or something, or a bullet hill, like, it's, yeah, it's, uh, like, areas are pretty big for you to maneuver around stuff. It's it's pretty enjoyable. Fair enough. Um, For me, I I went back to Danganronpa a couple of times. I've gotten through Case 4 and I think I'm on case 5 now which um, I'm still enjoying it Um, the latest tutorial message said that you're about halfway through the game well done you so I guess I'm about halfway through the game oh maybe they're lying to you though I did think about that I thought well maybe the next case is the last case and yeah that's that's tricking because it's all it's all Getting in people's heads and psychological stuff and all that. It's like, uh, it's like it's uh, maybe reverse Dragon's Dogma, where in Dragon's Dogma your uh, objective is to kill the dragon, but once you kill the dragon, the game doesn't end. There's like the other half of the game still. <laughs> they tricked you. <laughs> Other than that, I've been playing Saints Row, the new one. 2022 edition, the remake, and there's 
there seems to be like a YouTuber or something that's out there saying that it's a bad game and it's badly written. And there's all these talking points that I see the same people that I see people bringing up the same things over and over again. And I've I've got to assume it's come from a YouTuber somewhere, some big personality, because oh, it looks like a PlayStation Two game. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, it looks like a last gen game. I mean, yeah, it's available on PlayStation Four and Xbox One, so it is a last gen game as well as a current gen game. It plays like a PlayStation Three game, but that's I I wanted a Saints Row game, and it is a Saints Row game, so it plays like a Saints Row game. Mm. It's it's badly written and it's not funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> I imagine that maybe there's those crazy people that get upset because of the quote-unquote woke stuff, which I don't know what it means anymore. <laughs> and maybe that's like started the whole thing, but I don't know. Well, as soon as they announced the, the cast of characters, you've got uh, Kevin, he's uh, Asian-American, Nina, she is Latina, and... Eli, he's a, a black American, so as soon as they were announced, there, there was a vocal contingent on social media, oh, it's gone woke. I mean, yeah. the, the most popular character of the series, Johnny Gat, is Asian American. In fact, no, he's, he's Korean. Huh. Like You find out in um, Agents of Mayhem that he was born in Korea, so he isn't even Korean, American Korean. Korean American, whichever way around, and uh, by default, the uh, player character in the first Saints Row is black. You have to change him to white. You can change gender in that game. Yeah, you had to make the skin color white if you wanted a non-black character. So it's like, when did Star Trek become political? It's always been political. When did Saints Row go woke? I mean, giant purple. Dildo swords, notwithstanding. <laughs> it's always, yeah, I remember that. It's always had cultural diversity. Mm. Again, it's uh, everything is colored by like people's beliefs and stuff. Like they don't, they don't think what 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 the author intended here. Maybe that's. Yeah, maybe that's by design, and it's, there's no agendas here. Yeah, well, I like the characters. I like how they interact with each other. The writing in that um, instance is pretty good. People complain that the game's too short. Well, if you just muscle through the main story, the main campaign, then, yeah, it's a bit on the short side. But then you've got a buttload of collectibles, you've got a ton of side missions and businesses to build up, they're called ventures and once you've um, once you've opened up a venture which can be transporting toxic waste or um, hijacking clothes shipments in vans driving around the town because your clothes shop doesn't have enough materials um, when you've done all of, uh, when you've started a venture, you can uh, you then have to fight off um, enemies or find uh, uh, hidden police vans that are trying to spy on you and your your money 
will go up once you've completed all of these things. Of course, if you don't bother with it and just do the bare minimum, then yes, it's a short game. But then there's people complaining that you have to do um, you have to do too much to progress the story. You have to start up. Um, I forget how many exactly, but you have to start up X number of ventures and complete at least two of them to be able to do the final mission in the game. So you can't. It, it can't be both too long and too short. It's like if, if it's an open world game, then you should probably integrate the open world stuff into your story. Because yeah, like if you buy an open world game, open world game to go through a story, then why get an open world game where you have freedom? Why some linear thing? I don't know. I mean, how long? How long's the main campaign of Skyrim without all of the side stuff? Oh, it's. I think it's pretty short. Yeah, like you say, any open world game with a campaign, it's they have all the side stuff to keep you playing, to keep you interested. Mm. Not. Oh well. I really enjoy the game. I had to give it a 7.5 out of 10 for my review on GameGrim.com because by our site ethics, it was too buggy for me to be to, to score higher. At one point, I had a list of almost 20 different, like distinctly different bugs or glitches. And it, no amount of fun can undo that amount of glitches in a, a Game Grin review, unfortunately. As it's a, my... Sorry. As a fan of Saints Row, I'm really enjoying it. As a, 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 No, just as a fan of Saints Row, I'm really enjoying it. That's, that's all there has to be to it. Mm. There's, uh, as I said, number of glitches. There's still a number of glitches after um, two patches. A big patch and a hot fix patch, but yeah, if if you're a fan of the series, play it. It's it is objectively fun. If you ignore bugs and ignore the the saints parts of the game, <laughs> there's a, a lot of fun to be had. Each adventure brings something different to the table. But we didn't come here just for me to talk about Saints Row. I mean could but uh, um just before the podcast night recording the not safe for work release date trailer for cyberpunk edge runners the anime coming to netflix uh dropped so we watched that just before we started recording and um it's certainly bombastic it's like the first thought uh, I have is it doesn't seem like it's uh, adaptation of Cyberpunk 2077 like it's it's more edgy more more gory uh, more over the top like from I Cyberpunk 2077 the game seems more seems pretty grounded seems pretty very matter of fact and this was, yeah, 
pretty over the top, which is which is actually in line with this animation studio's other work. The studio Trigger, who did uh, Kill la Kill, for example. Right. This, their visuals are very over the top. Yes. Uh, well, when, when I saw NSFW on a trailer, I thought, oh, it must be gory. There must be lots of swearing. There's hardly any text, uh, any text, any uh, speaking in it. And I mean, all the voices are in Japanese, so I suppose text too. And there is a lot of gore, but what I didn't expect was unexpected nudity, as we like to say on the Pals Anime Lounge podcast. There's there's a lot of nudity in that trailer. If that's representative of the season as a whole, yeah, you definitely want to keep your kids away from all that gore and kind of white graphic sex. And that made me think of me, me, me. I don't know if you know what that is. I do not. It's it was like an it's an animation short made by uh, a bunch of people. Uh, I I can't remember what it is anymore, but I think like every once in a while, uh, animators get together and they come up with something like that, and it's yeah, it's like a psychedelic fever dream, me me me, with an exclamation point at the end of every me, and it has nudity in it, and it also has gore in it. <laughs> And those people now work at Studio Trigger. <laughs> Something else I wanted to talk about this in this episode is Gamescom was just this past week. On GameGrin.com we covered 101 different trailers. So you can find all of those. I'll try to remember to drop a link to the, to the mega post in the show notes for this episode. So you can check all those out. Um, I was just wondering, did anything in particular stand out to you, girls? Uh, at Gamescom? At Gamescom, yeah. Uh, shit. There I already forgot. <laughs> there was a lot of shit. Shit or ship? I mean, there were a lot of ships as well. There was quite a lot, quite a lot of sand. In this, in this one, uh, last um, the Noni three was quite a lot of space. This one's quite a lot of sand. Yeah, there was an, there wasn't quite as many uh, like um, world premieres as as I might have expected. I mean, there was some like uh, Mr. Sun's hat box. I hadn't heard of that before. Um, but it, most of it we, we'd seen. Um, Chenso Club and uh, Lose Lagoon and Gord. They're all things that I at least knew existed. Lightyear Frontier we saw a couple of times. It was It was the same voiceover, but different footage each time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, like I can't remember anything off the top of my head anymore, except for 
two Metroidvania games that had uh, exactly the same premise. <laughs> <laughs> and I was and I was sure, like I like they didn't they didn't give any specific info on their like Steam pages or websites. It, it was just the basic premise uh, uh, trying to get you intrigued or something. And like I couldn't, I couldn't come up with something different to write about the second one because I got just as much information as about the first one. Like I could only describe visuals; they are, they were different. This one was visual, and visual this one was. <laughs> oh well, the art styles were different. That's 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 it. Well, based on the trailer, well, not based on the trailer. The, the trailer for Goat Simulator Three got me think. It got me thinking about the game, and the the first one was put out like all all janky, and that was like as it came. They they might have fixed certain things post release, but it was basically yeah, we've got this really janky goat game here buy it play it go simulator 3 i uh, i get the feeling that they're programming jank into it like it's it's not going to be i don't think it's going to be as fun because it's they're they're trying to make it a goat simulator game rather than uh, yeah here's a goat simulator game go play <laughs> i don't really know a lot about the first game, really. I, I know there's been some s- spin-offs, like Goat Z and First well, Person. Those were those were expansions, like DLC type type stuff. Oh, they were. So they weren't standalone. No, because I remember a first person shooter where you were controlling a goat with a gun attached to it. And I think that also had the goat something, goat first goes first person goat share shooter. I don't know. Goat of duty. Goat of duty. It was called goat of duty. <laughs> <laughs> I now um, remember. I think that was a different thing. I because uh, I own Goat Z, uh, Goat Simulator, Waste of Space, and Goat Simulator Payday. Oh no! Yeah, I just looked it up. Goat of Duty is a different developer. There's also Goat MMO Simulator or Goat Simulator MMO. I don't appear to own that. And was there Goat Simulator Two, or did they skip that? They skipped that. That's the joke. Uh, They they stole that joke from Spaceballs Three: The Search for Spaceballs Two. Right. Which was one of the potential titles for Spaceballs Two. I thought they might have. Because I never heard of Goat Simulator to two. Yeah, it it does seem to have confused some people. I've seen some people so, yeah, like ponder about if it's going to be similar to the other games. It's like, well, <laughs> technically, no, it can't be like the other games. <laughs> I had some like idea about. Uh... What to do with Goat Simulator? But I I forgot. Like I think I would just parody other stuff, but with goats. 
like have a in Goat Simulator 3 have a game mode that's dead by daylight but with goats. Uh, Super Mario but with goats. <laughs> <laughs> just do that if you want to do that. And uh, I, I don't really know. I just remember a goat flying with a jetpack or something in the in Goat Simulator 3 and goats driving cars and crashing into each other. I, I don't know. Was... Be fair, in Deer Simulator, um, you you can drive cars and shoot guns. <laughs> yeah, I I remember watching several videos of that, with the deer having guns in, instead of horns or whatever you call them. Antlers. Antlers, yeah, and the deer driving a, a mech made out of zoo animals. Yeah, it's it's a crazy game. But uh, actually, I remember, like, I know that that is this is a game that's known and it's been coming out forever. Uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. I saw a trailer for that, and I saw some stuff like you create your your own character and then you pick a class, apparently, which seems like, like, are you sure that's the same game? Because I thought it will be like four uh, characters with distinct personalities, like Vermintide. So yeah, that kind of got me intrigued in Dark Tide more. Like, how is that going to work? I guess also I knew about Lies of P before they showed it at Gamescom, so it was nice to see some trailers of it. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I hadn't heard of that before. I, I did ask and others had heard of it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a surprise to me because I, I heard uh, heard them talking about Pinocchio and I thought, oh, it's, it's going to be some marionette. No, it's a bloody... Robot, <laughs> quite a kick-ass robot. I was blown away by that. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I can't remember how I found out about it. I think I there was some game on Steam, and I clicked on the publisher to see what other stuff they had, and that was one of the things. And I posted it. I, I think I might have posted it in on Gangren channel that. Uh, like uh, so, something like uh, Pinocchio is gonna kill Geppetto. I asked for this because <laughs> <laughs> it seems. I mean, it's like uh, I don't know if you heard of a film Abraham Lincoln Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's kind of how it seems. Like take something. Like take some known thing and make it weird. Like, although to be fair, it seems more complex than just the story of Pinocchio, but he's killing people. Like, it, it seems to have more twists to it. 
Also, is he a robot? Because I just saw that he has a robot arm or something. I don't remember exactly why I think he's a robot. Like, yeah, he's got a robot arm, but I he didn't come across as a cyborg to me. He came across as fully metal. Plus, if he's supposed to be Pinocchio, then he has to be an artificial life form. Right. Yeah, and I think Geppetto is actually the villain. <laughs> that's that's what they got from the trailer. Trailer is that you're gonna fucking murder him. <laughs> oh, speaking of murder, killer clowns from outer space at the game, a game that nobody saw coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, visually, it looked really nice. It's uh, t- taking the same. Uh, it's a game in the same vein as Friday the 13th, the game, and uh, Evil Dead, the game. There's some people trying to get away from other people. Yeah, I think it's 3v7 or 3v5. I think it's 3v7. Three clowns versus seven survivors. That sounds crazy. Yeah, and apparently, like, they in the Steam description, they that you may be able to fight back as the survivor survivors well there, there's a screenshot on steam of one of the survivors holding a gun that m- might be a cutscene or something but yeah it, it appears that the survivors can hold weapons i doubt that they can win using the weapons the win state usually is that the survivor has to escape Rather than murder the murderer. <laughs> yeah, I think in the description of the game somewhere there was that you can salvage for weapons. So I guess you'll be beating up space clowns with a K. Kill, killer space clowns. Killer, spa- killer space clowns. <laughs> K- killer clowns from space. All oh, right, that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to keep it simple to space clowns, but we went right back to the full title. Yeah. And now every time you you're gonna play the game and you're gonna be a survival, there's a killer clown from outer space. There, watch out! You won't be able to just say space clown, watch out, or a clown, watch out. You have to say the full name every single time. I can imagine someone's going to be playing and, oh no, there's a killer clown. Where did he come from? Someone will answer, outer space. Who the funk? My favorite trailer, I've got to admit, was for Hard Space Shipbreakers console release. Because Game Grin was right in the middle of the screen. Aww. 10 out of 10 score. I'm probably going to use that for the graphic for this episode. And just zoom in at the gangrene. Actually, just make it so that you only see the gangrene and you don't see anything else. And even if it like the quality goes down while you zoom in, just keep it like that. <laughs> keep just it a, all pixelated. Just a big old f- five stars. 10 out of 10, gangrene. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw Hard Space Shipwreck, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm glad they 
getting a console release, and then I saw our name right there. That's my 10 out of 10 review. <laughs> yeah, they should have put your name in. Yeah, then I'd be Gamescom famous. Yeah. I'd be the next Jeff. What was his face? Johnson? Keeley. That's it. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Johnson. Is that the Lemons guy? No, it's Cave <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> I, I don't even know anymore. How about that uh, game uh, from Justin Roiland? That trailer. High on life. Remember the super exciting boss battle? <laughs> yeah, I remember it. Where he just swings around all the time and sometimes shoots at, at a bug lady. However, the Solstice trailer that was shown also was a boss battle and it was much more entertaining oh yeah i'm actually like i i keep forgetting about that game but every time i see it like i i want to try it out it seems interesting it seems a bit the the gameplay has a bit of uh like bayonetta devil may cry type thing going it seems so that's up my alley and uh, yeah, the story seems the story, the the world, the presentation seems surreal, which I like also. Fair. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Sorry. No, I was going to take it back to high on life. Why would they? Why would they choose that? I mean, they. They even emailed a, a press release saying, oh, we've just shown off our trailer and and it was the best trailer at Gamescom. It's like, come on, I know, you, I know you're doing a bit, you're leaning into a bit, but wow, <laughs> the bit is bad. I think someone was really proud of those swinging mechanics. And was like, nailed it. That's going to be so awesome. It probably is when you're playing the game, when you're watching it. And and it just doesn't end. <laughs> I, I, I like the first person swinging mechanics, but yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit confusing what's happening. It, it's like, for, for a first person, if it's a first-person game and it's very action-focused, like you need to build up to that so that the player learns what's what's going on, what's happening. But if you show it off, show 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 something like it off, then it's just gonna be confusing. Like, why is he swinging so much? Why is it, why isn't he shooting more? Yeah, the, I think it was mainly to show off the weapons talking to the player. And honestly, I thought that this that this trailer was like 10 minutes long at most. It was three minutes. Yeah, it felt it pretty just long. Never, never seemed to end. The show was two hours long, and that was one of the first things. 
Oh, you know what we should talk about? Uh, Sonic Frontiers. What did you think? Because you're a Sonic fan. Honestly, I didn't see much of the trailer because I was really busy sorting things out and forgot to go back to check it out. And? No, I forgot to go back and check it out. Oh, you forgot. I, I, I saw the start of it, and I have since seen people complaining that it's literally just Sonic Unleashed levels with a new skin. I I never played Sonic Unleashed. I just saw the clip of him walking, being a werewolf and walking along the beam very slowly. Yeah, those sections were awful. The speed sections, the daytime sections were pretty good. I, I played it not too long ago and just gave up because of the nighttime sections. I, I think Sonic Frontiers looked solid. I, I actually wrote about that trailer, so I watched it a few times. And yeah, I, don't, I didn't really play many Sonic games, but that looked all right. I'm just, uh, one thing I'm concerned about is that it's going to be... It's, like knowing their track record, they it just might not work that well in practice. Like it might be buggy stuff like that. Yeah. But if it does, like it's it might be alright. Oh, uh, one thing I did catch in the trailers was um, Sonic Sonic uh, goes runs around enemies, and when you create a loop, it like damages the enemy. I, I thought that's. That's more interesting than jump bounce, ping, jump bounce, ping, jump bounce. Like uses speed for something rather than, you know, his head. Yeah, I saw that he has like a bunch of different uh, moves other than the homing strike thing. So I don't know, like, I'm that's. I think that's the first thing I saw of the game, and yeah, I, I'm kind of interested. Well, I'm interested so I can continue my streak of having played almost every Sonic game. <laughs> but whether it'll be any good, well, the Sonic fans are going to hate it, because Sonic fans are the, the people who hate most Sonic things. Mm. It's weird. Do they, do they also hate the films? Uh, honestly, I haven't seen anyone complain about them. So I couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah, I never saw them. But I, I heard people like them. The first one's good. I still haven't seen the second one yet. But yeah, I enjoyed the first one. And we did talk about the OVA in the Pals Anime Lounge. Right. If people want to go and listen to that episode. That might be one of the ones that I turned into a video. Pretty sure it is. So you can also check out our YouTube channel for that. I want to say that I would be more interested in seeing the live action film if they didn't change the Sonic. Cause like that that just looked so out there terrifying 
sure. <laughs> I just wanted to. I, I I would just like to see how the final thing would turn out with the Sonic looking a bit off. Or uh, go completely the other way and just make him an animal. Make him a real hedgehog. Just a blue hedgehog. Yeah, just a blue hedgehog. I I seen a fan art once of Sonic just looking really like a really realistic Sonic, as if he was a mutated hedgehog or something. And he looked completely <laughs> amazing fan art, but he looked like a wild animal, basically, and with a smile and showing a thumbs up. Oh, dear. I wouldn't recommend uh, Googling Sonic fan art because uh, f- Sonic fans hate Sonic, but they, they love Sonic. <laughs> They lock. They they love uh, Sonic OCs. Do not steal. No, nothing personal, kid. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else from Gamescom. Yeah, I think that brings us to a to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining me, girls and girls. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Greencast, and but yeah, thanks for subscribing wherever you found this episode. You can find more from us on GameGrim.com, finding us on social media, or listening to the Pals Enemy Lounge podcast. Until next time, game on.